Son, and the Holy Spirit. Amen. So in today's gospel, there is a lot of discussion about hunger and being hungry. First, we hear Jesus, Jesus and his disciples are walking through the grain field, and they come across some grain as they're walking through the field. And the gospel mentions because they were hungry. Naturally, they were on this journey. They saw some grain. They started picking from it. Second, we hear of an Old Testament example through Jesus says and refers to an Old Testament example of um, David, who also says that he was hungry. We heard in the gospel says, have you, Jesus says, have you not read what David did when he, when he and his companions were hungry? So again, this is an Old Testament reference when King David was trying to get away from King Saul, him and his uh, army, and they came across some food. So a lot of talk, Old Testament, New Testament, hunger. And so there are many types of hunger in the USA, in the United States of America. There are people who are physically hungry today. In 2020, so just last year, 38 million people did not have enough food to eat. So people, 38 million people last year did not have enough, which means they're physically hungry. Besides physical hunger, there is something called spiritual hunger. Our soul, our spirit is starving at times. Some are spiritually hungry in the United States of America for Jesus Even though they won't acknowledge it, nor do we want to admit it in America. We want to pretend everything is fine without you, Jesus. But in reality, we're starving in the USA. In the United States of America, we are, again, beyond hungry. Hunger is actually an understatement. If we look around, if we watch the news, we see what's going on. It's an understatement that we're hungry in the United States, that we are spiritually hungry in the United States. Yes, there are people physically hungry, but we are spiritually starving in America. The United States of America has been trying to prove to itself for years now that our appetites will get full without Jesus. You'll be full is what the world is telling us. Spiritually, you'll be full. But you don't need Jesus. The United States of America says, focus on your career. You'll be satisfied. And we focus on our career and we get that promotion and we're going up the corporate ladder, we have multiple businesses, and we feel not satisfied. The United States of America says, have fun. You only live once, sleep around, you'll feel full and satisfied, and instead we bounce around from partner to partner, remaining uncommitted, thinking sleeping around and just living our lives and having fun is going to satisfy our hunger, and we feel emptier than ever, not satisfied whatsoever. The United States of America says, party, get drunk, pop bottles, have a good time. You'll feel full and satisfied, I promise. And we do it. And we think that this partying and just getting out there and, 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 and doing all these things is really going to, sat- living a life of sin is really going to satisfy my hunger. But instead, I find myself starving internally in my soul, in my spirit for more. And every week we go back to the same thing, thinking it's going to satisfy me. It's because we're starving our soul. We keep giving it junk. And we find ourselves even hungrier. The USA says, buy, 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 buy more stuff. And you'll feel full. And we pack our closets and we have the finest things and the biggest name brands. And we buy more and more. And we seem to not be satisfied. We can't get enough. If I just buy this one more thing, I'll be good. If I get this bigger home, I'll be good. If I just obtain this possession, I'll be full. And 
we're far from full. The United States of America says, get online and build your name. Build a name for yourself. And we're out there and we're living for likes on our social media. And we're really trying to get out there. We want to be popular. And we think this is going to fill us up because America says, build your name. Make a presence. Get a platform on social media. And we get out there and we do that. And we're completely empty. I need more followers and I need more likes. And and it's not enough. I got to post more and more and more. I'm starving. That's a sign of starvation. The United States of America says you have to have the nicest body. So go to the gym every day and get a six-pack and work hard and eat organic food and get plastic surgery. And we do all that and we're still not satisfied. We're still racing, trying to do more surgery or more this or more gym. And I'm there seven days a week and I'm still hungry. I'm not satisfied. More, more, more is what the world tells us. And you may be saying, okay, Father, this, this, is, this is your theory. And brothers and sisters, this is not my theory. This isn't Father Brian's theory that we're starving in America spiritually. Because statistics prove that we are spiritually starving in the United States of America. In the USA, the fastest growing religious group right now, we, it was Catholics. It's no longer Catholics. The fastest growing religious group right now in the United States of America is a group called nuns, N-O-N-E-S, nuns. And what does nuns mean? Who who are they? Who are the nuns? Nuns, N-O-N-E-S, are the people who don't identify with a particular religion. Don't tell me how to live my life. Don't tell me how to worship Jesus. Don't even tell me that Jesus is how I should worship. So the nuns are saying, I want freedom. I want self-autonomy. I'm my own law. I will determine what I should do. So I don't like Catholicism. I don't want to be a Muslim. I don't want to be a Buddhist. I don't want to do this. I just want to be a nun. I want to worship how I want to worship. And they are the fastest growing religious group right now. They have surpassed Roman Catholics. Catholics in general. Around the world, we were number one. We're not anymore. And so nuns are the people, again, who don't want a particular religion. Don't tell me how to practice my religion. And year after year, more and more people are identifying as nuns. And you know what else we're seeing year after year? According to studies and statistics that those who are born between 1997 and 2012, so that's the age of 9 to 24, 25 today, they are the most anxious, most depressed, most despairing generation in history. So don't tell me about Jesus. Don't tell me about God. I want to do my own thing. I want to be a nun. And I'm going to feed my soul how I want to feed it. Don't tell me Catholic Church how to feed my soul. Don't tell me what I should do. Don't give me these commandments. I'm going to do my own thing. And that's what we're seeing. They're doing their own thing. And this generation, again, is the most depressed, most despairing, the most anxious generation we have ever seen in history. There's a direct correlation with feeling full and having a religion. And we have the true religion as Catholics. That same age group, that Generation Z they're considered, again, between the ages of 9 and 24 right now, were asked in a recent poll, what are your top 10 goals in life? What are your top 10 goals? They just asked. And this is a a non-religious study that was done. 
What do you guys think? What was number one from this age group, 9 to 24? What are this generation, Generation Z's, what are their number one goal in life? What do you think? Money. Number one goal, I want to be rich, is what these 9 to 24-year-olds are saying right now. What do you think number two was? Power. I want to be famous. Do you think becoming a saint was on this list? Do you think getting to heaven was on this list? Do you think growing in my relationship with Jesus Christ was on this list? Do you think anything that fed my soul was on this list? And that's why we're depressed and anxious and despairing. It's because America says, do this, and we do it, and we're empty. We're not happy. It doesn't work. Not, not my theory. This is what studies are showing. And so, brothers and sisters, I want to remind you, the home where we live is the first school. What's important in your home, what your goals are in your home, will be the goals of your children. For parents, older brothers and sisters, our younger brothers and sisters are looking at us. If a nine-year-old's number one goal is money and to be famous, then that's your goal in your home. Because dad is working, or mom is working, and we're going around and crazy like ping-pongs, and brother and sister are working, and this and that, and that's our goal. That's, that's what we're putting in our homes. Bringing them to church on Sunday is great. It's not enough. We have them for hours in their lifetime. You have them for way longer than that. And so what are our goals in our home? What do we value? We may say we value you, Jesus. You're our Lord and Savior. We have pictures and statues. And... But if our actions, we're too busy to pray as a family, we come to Mass on Sunday and that's it, and if it's not our goals in the family, then they're going to go out into this world who it's not their goal to be close to Jesus, to love Jesus, to get to heaven, to become a saint. What are our spiritual goals in our family? And if our mother and father are absent, brothers and sisters, older brothers and sisters, step up. If you have a sibling between the age of 9 and 24, step up. Maybe I should be the example because they're watching me. A famous Catholic author and theologian who died about 100 years ago by the name of G.K. Chesterton once said this quote. He said, each generation is converted by the saint who contradicts it the most. Let me repeat that. Each generation is converted by the saint who contradicts it the most. So the next time we're worried about the evils in the world that we're seeing and when we're watching the news and we want to change things, we need to ask ourselves, how can I contradict, contradict this generation the most and then get to work? Because that's what the saints did. The saints saw what was happening in the world, and rather than despairing, they said, I need to contradict what's happening in the world because the world is not following God. I want to become a saint, so I need to do the opposite of what's going on in the world. And they did that. And they changed the world, and they became saints. And so the world says, no need for Jesus. Someone working on changing the world and becoming a saint here while on earth says, I need more Jesus. I don't fall for the trap and say less Jesus like the world says. The world says the Catholic Church is outdated and needs to get with the times. Do what makes you happy. Someone working on becoming a saint on earth contradicts that and says, I will follow the church, 
the Catholic Church because it's the church that Jesus Christ founded. So check yourself and don't tell me my church is outdated. Go back to the church you created in your own mind with your own God who lets you do whatever you want to do, however you want to do it, whenever you want to do it, because that's not a church. And it's not from God. The world says the commandments are too hard and burdensome. Someone working on becoming a saint on earth contradicts it by, I'm going to do my best to follow the commandments. And if I mess up, I will try each day, but I'll get back up because I'm not perfect. In 2019, GQ magazine listed the Holy Bible as one of the most overrated books of all time. They ranked it number 12 on the list of 21 books on their you-don't-have-to-read-it list. They said this in 2019. Those who have read the Bible know that there are some good parts, but overall, it is certainly not the finest thing that man has ever produced. It is repetitive, self-contradicting, foolish, and judgmental. That's what the world says about our book. So someone who's working on becoming a saint on earth contradicts that and reads more of the Holy Scriptures, lets their soul be filled with the Word of God so they can change the world, change themselves, so they can become great saints. We don't let this world tell us how to do it. We don't look to this world for direction. We look for Jesus and His church to direct our spiritual lives so we can be full spiritually change the world, and become great saints. In today's gospel, there's a lot of discussion of being hungry. Jesus and his disciples were walking through a field of grain, and the gospel mentions that they were very hungry. And today in the USA, some are physically hungry for food, and a lot are spiritually starving for some food. Today in America, in the USA, some, or many of us, will come forward to receive Jesus in the Most Holy Eucharist. What will Jesus find in your soul? Will Jesus find a soul that is starving because it has fallen for the junk food that the United States of America promises will satisfy our hunger? Will Jesus find a soul that is spiritually full because they're working on becoming a saint here on earth by contradicting everything that the United States of America is telling us that will fulfill and satisfy our spiritual hunger? So brothers and sisters, we have such an important decision make, a life-changing decision for our generation and for generations to come. So sit here for a minute and make a decision. Amen?